All right, welcome to episode one of Up and Down Golf Podcast with Benny Golfs uh, and myself, Slim. Uh, you know, we're just two regular dudes just trying to have fun, talk about things that we like. Um, you know, this type of podcast is whether you're hack, you know, beginner, booze hound, you know, we're going to offer something to you with either some humor, some stats, things like that. Um, you know, our main goal is we just want to grow, grow the game. Golf's been, you know, growing at a, at a high rate in the last year. Um, and we want to try to help that. And by doing that, uh, we're going to try to bring on some people that, you know, are kind of chasing down the dream of becoming professional golfers and then just discussing weekly top stories, uh, maybe throwing some, some betting advice, um, and just things like that. So we're just super laid back. We're just two average Joe's just talking golf. So Ben, welcome to the first podcast that you've been a part of. I'm super yeah. excited to do this and let's get after it. Yeah, no, man, I'm pumped. It should be fun. It should be a good time. You want to give the audience like three adjectives about yourself? Oh, um, just good guy, maybe. I'll start oh, that. Good guy. <laughs> Humble brag the there, eh? Holy. <laughs> if, you, if you guys saw no, I'm ben... just too stupid to know what an adjective is, so we'll just uh, we'll move on from there. If you guys uh, saw the video of this, Ben is a big Maple Leafs fan and has a Maple Leafs shrine on the back of his wall. And I think, how old have you been? Like 23? Too old. Yeah, cool. no, yeah. no, I'm not 21. 23 though. 21, 21. Yeah. 21. Okay, whatever. Uh, it's your just, man, it, it, your it, man in, in North America, you can buy it, beer wherever. Yeah, exactly. It's a work in progress. So we'll uh, we'll fix it up in no time. And I'm, I don't know, I'm ready to go back to my schoolhouse. So it'll look a little bit better in there. So uh, the trap house, as they call it, <laughs> the, the, the bin. The bin. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, we're just going to try to keep it short each week, too. Like nothing crazy, 15 minutes. I know hearing my voice gets pretty annoying after about five minutes. So we'll try to keep it short for you guys. But uh, Ben, why don't we dive into kind of what we want to get in kind of discussion with this week? Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of want to look at like just this past week, I guess, like golf's kind of now in full swing, I would say. Um, the fields are now kind of getting a lot more talent in there. Um, but unluckily for me, at least, and probably yourself, I'm going to have a hard hard time pronouncing a lot of these names because it was a big week for the asian golfers um the japanese golfers were on fire hideki matsuyama uh wins obviously the sony open there at wally country club in uh, hawaii um against uh, russell henley in the playoff as they both won like 23 under after the four-day event um but yeah it was just wild like hideki I was watching most uh, most of the sunday at least and uh he overcame like that five shot lead in just the back Man, I couldn't believe it. I was like sitting there watching Henley and I felt so bad for the guy because like he's still playing lights out, but just like when you have a guy like Hideki, like freaking down your spine, hitting these shots and just so composed, it was, uh, it was something special to watch. And then in that playoff, I don't know if you saw on the, do you see that on the PGA uh, Instagram account or I mean, anywhere, basically the highlights of that three wood from like 277, put it to like it, under three feet. Was, I was losing my mind. I was kind of in in and out through the whole weekend of, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, keeping up with scores and then, you know, mm-hmm. big football guy. So I was watching the f- football yeah. and then I forget who was playing, but it was kind of a blow. I think it was the che- oh the, the Dallas game just ended. And I was like, Oh, I saw a notification that's going to a playoff. Mm-hmm. So I flipped it over and man, when Henley goes in the bunker and then Hideki already roasted one in the, on, on 18, like actually 18 in the final round. Yeah. And then I was like, man, he's gonna, is he going to do it again? Just absolutely rocket one. And then he brings out the three wood. And it's like, everyone, I'm thinking like, bring out the three wood. Like, he's kind of like, it's going to be hard to go for it. Like, mm-hmm. and he's 277. And the best part about the shot was he hits it. And just like any regular dude going in the sun, he has no idea where it's going. He goes, he's looking <laughs> back at the caddy. Fade. He's trying to find translation. He goes, is it there? Is it there? And it, and it ends up being, obviously, you saw it. I mean, like, what, three feet? Um, and after that, Henley just got 
shook with with yeah. emotion what are you gonna do like at that point man like you're well, already basically out of the hole like sadly enough i mean you never want to say that but like he was a solid like two stroke disadvantage at that yeah. point and like, that's why i think go for it that's why i think the wedge coming in was so aggressive because he had to mm-hmm. he had to hold it right so like what are you gonna do kind of lay up and give him a chance to make a putt i don't know i would like to see maybe because hideki went first right so i yeah. would have thought he might have tried to hit something out of the bunker to just at least give it a bit more of a shot like maybe be no no actually it was Henley was away there. Oh, uh, was he? Because yeah, I didn't think he was Classic at first, and up. then Henley was away, and he was kind of debating in the bunkers, like, do I go like three wood or hybrid out of here? Because he was for, like far enough away from the lip where he could have maybe, but like that's just such a tough shot on its own, and like you may as well give the guy a chance to like earn it kind of against you rather than just giving it away. Yeah. Like, if you if you duff that shot, like Hideki could use his putter the rest of the way in, basically, right? So. Yeah. No, um, I I agree. I think the other thing that's tough is the um, like it's nice that Henley. I think he he beat. He's won a couple times on tour. At least he won in a playoff. I forget who he beat. He beat someone big, but it's always mm-hmm. tough. Like those guys are grinding. Like he's kind of a no name ish. I don't want to be rude to him, but like yeah. in a sense of world golfers, for sure. Right. So to lose in a playoff is obviously tough for him. Like that's career changing for Hideki. I mean, he just continues to be a monster. Like I think his last 12 or 15 rounds have been in the 60s and not it's just like scary. 69, 68, 69. Like we're talking 63, yeah. 64, 66. <laughs> like just stupid golf. But yeah. I mean, good for him. And, um, I guess it's good for golf. Like we talk about growing the, growing the game. Like you tell me people over in Asia and whatnot are, are not going to absolutely love this guy and want to follow his footsteps. Prime example of that is the number one world amateur that was playing in that tournament. And I had to bring it up. I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to go with like Kita uh, Nakajima. I'm probably so off, but, uh, he was, he was no disrespect to, have, to, to no anyone disrespect that is at all. Asian I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just Canadians horrible. that can't speak. Dude, I can barely spell my own name and say my own name. So, um, but yeah, no, it was crazy because they had a couple shots of him. He was there on 18 watching the playoff come in. And obviously, like, he's come out, like, before and said how much, like, Hideki's been inspirational to him as, like, a Japanese golfer and uh, just, like, kind of that sort of thing. And um, he was basically sitting there and saw the strike and then it took like everybody a second to kind of figure out where the ball was in the air because it was so bright and then you could see like his head he found it like in the air and he's like instantly was like oh this could be good and then it just like kind of stuck it to that close and he sat there and the guy who was holding the camera was just like oh like what do you think he just kept repeating um he's like i'm like just speechless like just i literally have no words he's like it's just incredible he's something else and that's the way everybody felt it's literally like as if we were watching Connor mcdavid in overtime and he came down and dipsy dangled all three guys and then went top cheese it's like i would sit there and do the same thing just jaw dropping stuff um so I, yeah it was just crazy to see um but yeah definitely super inspirational right so can can he speak english the amateur um definitely not great because i saw parts of it where it wasn't like anything crazy because i think he plays a lot over in asia too so it's not yeah. like he's necessarily like adapted fully to like any western like worlds over here right so yeah that makes um, sense because yeah hideki, no he's nasty too hideki doesn't speak it like it well it's weird he you know it's almost like he uses an interpreter to answer yeah. questions that he wants to answer and then when he doesn't <laughs> want to, he goes i don't know i don't i don't speak english <laughs> kind of yeah. Thing. yeah no he's a beauty because he's, he's such a likable guy yeah, yeah it feels like forever like he's but i think he's still like fair young which is a scary part the guy could just keep winning yeah he's already tied the most wins by an asian player on tour with which was kj Choi. yeah eight eight. Eight yeah yeah Yeah. he'll definitely get more than that i love the way that he like pray like he like treats his like clubs and like even at the masters last year when like they ended the like his caddy like you know gave gave the whole like prayers to the cup and like they do that with the putter a lot like i just think that's hilarious it's so sick it's just good juju for the team for sure 100 
but unreal. So we'll get into something else that uh, we want to discuss. Uh, and it's kind of big for, again, growing the game of golf, but we're getting into a, a PJ tour documentary by Netflix. Ben, you want to tackle what that's going to be about? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of describe it. I guess the best I can. Um, the best way to kind of put it is people who have watched the F1 documentary there on Netflix. Um, I personally haven't, I don't believe Jake has as well, but um, it is basically just kind of giving the insight of what it's like um, to be in that sort of atmosphere. So they're kind of using the same producers to do the PGA one. Um, and they've already come out saying that there's like about 30 players committed to being a part of it, um, which include names like Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Spieth, Harry Higgs, that number one amateur, I'm not going to butcher his name again. Um, <laughs> and then they're going to look at kind of all four of the, the majors throughout the year and kind of just show the ins and outs of uh, kind of life on the PGA, which I feel like is something that's never really been shown in depth, which could be really, really cool for us guys uh, who casually watch the PGA tour, but don't really have a full understanding of like the mental battles and like all the different stuff they go through on a yearly basis yeah no i'm looking forward to like i mean sub or i guess subtract like dustin johnson and maybe speed and mm -hmm. even ricky ricky kind of fell off a little bit here lately but like the guys that you know it was a true grind from the get there um i think it'll be really cool to hear their stories i think a lot of people get misconception about you know pj tour players and living the dream and they're flying here flying there and i, I think for guys that you know, didn't get it like with a snap of a finger, I think it's going to show some real, be real eye opening for a lot of, you know, spectators on like how hard it actually is and like how, you know, they might be living the dream Thursday to Sunday, but you know, throughout the rest of the week and from years prior to that, they were grinding, sleeping in their car, going from tournament to tournament in the U S like, mm -hmm. it's just a absolute grind. So I'm pretty excited to see it. I wish they would maybe not do as many people like kind of yeah, really hone in on, a couple more people in depthly than just like kind of do surface level stuff with, you know, a large uh, majority of people, but mm -hmm. either way, like you said, the F1, I've heard great things about, I think they're the same producers doing another documentary. And again, like I have no idea what it is, but <laughs> it's for another sport too. Like, I think he's really trying to kind of do it because the F1 has taken off so much and has got yeah. so many people to become F1 fans. So I really like the idea of it. And I'm, I mean, who doesn't like any kind of documentary when it revolves around sports and, you know, personal Seriously. things of players that you don't always get to see in here? Yeah, it'll be nice for growing the game for sure. And just uh, I, the biggest thing is just putting that different lens on people's eye, just like into the game of golf. It's it forever. It's like been just such a sport where um, like there's just such a specific perception of it. And uh, a lot of people just kind of shy away from it because of its perception and its stereotypes and stuff like that. So um, to kind of get a different view of the different characters and like every player is unique. That's the difference between PGA and like a different league, like the NHL or NFL is that like you look at those leagues and it's more looking at things as a team where here it's like you're on your own or you and your caddy right or you and your coach and um it's just a completely different perspective so i'm really looking forward to it it's going to be interesting to see how they uh like unravel it all i know they're filming like throughout all of 22 uh 2022 season sorry um so hopefully uh, lots of good golf is played which makes it a little bit more interesting for the documentary yeah no that's a good point you made about the caddy too like a lot of people think like obviously if you don't know golf well you know what does a caddy really do right like that, that's another good insight that i think they'll show too is how much they rely on their caddy and how much that oh, yeah. that bond between them really makes a difference like you look at dj he, i think he has his brother right now you look mm -hmm. at spieth and michael like they're like a comedy couple really in the last decade of golf with just how yeah. they talk to each other on the golf course like you gotta get bones in there a bunch eh? yeah oh, yeah with, with he'll be all over the place yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a beauty bones, bones is great uh for those of you that don't know but bones a long time caddy on the pj tour and then he was recently uh like a 
on course reporter with like CBS and now he's joined. Uh, he was with Phil for a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where he made a lot of his money and yeah. his respect. And now he's with JT, uh, Justin Thomas. So I mean, that will be, that, that will be good. But um, anyways, I got a cool story. So, I guess uh, going to the Corn Ferry, which is the one below the PJ Tour, for those of you that don't know, um, a guy named Zach uh, Shucker. And again, <laughs> this is an American name and I can't even pronounce it, but it's S-U-C-H-E-R, Shucker, Shuker, maybe Shuker. I think Shuker is probably the way. Um, he got in last minute. Uh, I think he was, uh, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking, uh, an, an alternate. There you go. Uh, yeah, alternate. That was, that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, First episode. It's a lot. A- a- anyways. So um, he's an alternate. So he flies in late, uh, takes the red eye. His, his, I guess he had a connection flight. His clubs didn't get on. So he gets an alternate spot the morning of realize his clubs aren't going to be there. So he starts scrambling around asking guys to use his clubs. Now, I guess the rule is, is that you can't, take like swap out clubs right in, in a round but you can mm-hmm. add clubs so what? he knew he he knew he was going to get his bag if things worked out perfectly around like the third or fourth hole based off delivery so he took someone's putter he took uh basically he left out a two iron because he knew he loves his two iron so he knows when he gets it he wanted it he took out a wedge and i think three or four other clubs so he ended up he ends up burning four or five to start the round and with oh. 12 clubs And then his clubs come on three, like, like he said, and he was going to, again, can't swap with the putter. So he literally grabbed his two iron and his pitching wedge and then ended up shooting even par. (laughs) He should have stuck with the 12 (laughs) clubs. Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, I think it just got to the point where, you know, he was running on the general and didn't see the course before. Didn't do a practice Mm -hmm. round. No idea. Just kind of sheer talent. But I mean, pretty nuts that and this is the type of stuff i'm talking about where it's the grind like you're you know this guy's trying to make a living and he doesn't even have his clubs when he gets into a corn ferry event which mm-hmm. would have been the first one of the year like i mean they go to the mental capacity and stress of that it's just got to be you know people get pissed off when their luggage doesn't go for an all-inclusive like caribbean like a week let alone yeah. this guy that's got to you know do his job so this is uh, life man this is life yeah but- so again at the end of the day I mean, it just shows what these guys go through and, and, you know, you got to make good at what you can. And, um, obviously shooting even part kept them in the, the realm to make the cut, but, um, but yeah, cool story from, from Zach Shuker. So, yeah, that's meant. uh, I guess lastly, we'll go into this week. What do we got this week going up? Yeah. So, uh, coming up next, I guess for this weekend's the American express, um, it's at like PJ West and private clubhouse, uh, golf courses. So this took me a hot minute to understand cause I was so confused, um, with like one the name of like all the courses or whatever because the here's the thing like this tournament there are three courses they're playing so the first three rounds there's no cuts until the 50 like after 56 holes which is normally not how it goes obviously normally the cuts after the first couple rounds and um and yeah so they're playing three different courses before the cut even happens so i was absolutely mind blown by that um, and it threw me in a blender when i was trying to think of like who might win this week because i'm like okay maybe one course fits someone's game but like, what about the other two? Like, are they going to be able to put it together for three rounds? So it's going to be interesting to watch. I personally don't really remember anything like this happening. Maybe I just haven't paid enough attention in past years. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of pumped to watch it. And they got like 156 players in this field. So again, another pretty, uh, pretty large standard field. Um, but yeah, I guess like in the past five years, I saw a stat and it was like 
pretty much every winning score in the past five years for this tournament has been around like I would say average 23 under so I mean it should be like the third week in a row of people kind of going low out there which I mean is always fun to watch I mean it's fun to watch struggles and stuff on the tough courses like at opens and whatever but um, it'll be cool to kind of see the guys uh, going low again and there's lots of good talent again um, in, in this field for sure like John Rahm's obviously the big favorite um, coming in out plus 600 roughly for for you gamblers out there but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Is uh, have they made that new rule yet where they can't use the yardage books? Uh, with the way the green is oh, laid like out, the green reading kind of thing. Yeah, have they have uh, they started that yet? We, we should definitely. In... I should definitely know this. This is yeah. We should have looked that up because I remember son, watching but... the tournament. I think it was the first tournament, but I'm trying to remember if that was a local rule or not. Yeah, I know, like golf has local rules where it depends where you're playing. Like they implement certain things. Um, and I know that wasn't allowed originally, um, but I'm not sure if it's for every tournament yet this year or not, um, but it definitely makes a difference. Like a lot of these guys rely heavily on it and some uh, obviously are going to thrive without it um, just because like their advantage is just like naturally reading putts way better. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that it's a rule or maybe a rule in progress of not being able to use it, but I'm not 100% sure if it's in place this week. Yeah, I know the guys like Bryson were making a huge deal of it. Obviously, he, you know, Mr. Science puts, puts a lot of effort into <laughs> Numbered, that. Numbers guy. I think it'll help pace of play too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, pace of play for some guys on tour is, is tough. So totally. I don't know. I, like I said, I should probably look that up for next week. I should have known that. But I, yeah, again, just not prepared today. Pace at all. of play, you know, has really been rattling me watching. Who? I wouldn't have even noticed, like, a stupid TikTok popped up, but it's Daniel Berger. Really, I lose my mind because this TikTok exposed him for just like his absurd putting routine where uh, him and his caddy or whatever read the putt like somewhat normal at first where, I don't know, maybe takes 30, 30 to 40 seconds on the green kind of walking around reading the reading the different angles and stuff like that. But then he goes up and he fools the camera guys because he goes up and it looks exactly like he's about to actually putt the ball. <laughs> but what you don't see is his caddy's like six to eight feet behind him making sure like the line that he lines up the ball with like his line at yeah. is like perfect. So he'll sit there and then you think he's about to putt and then he'll just back off and then readjust. But it's just putting the, every time. Just putting the video guys in a, me- a mental oh. pretzel, eh? Just like, oh, yeah, is he going to go? Oh, is he going to go? <laughs> yeah, they show him putting and then they actually like, oh, he's going to back off and they cut to another guy and show another guy's shot and then they come back to him. It takes so long. It is absurd. I hate it. And yeah. now I'm not the biggest Daniel Berger fan because that has to change. That's funny. Did you, did you see, speaking of like just taking a long time for putting, did you see the Kevin Na tweet? <laughs> and I guess yeah. Chantel McCabe, I guess is a golf reporter or whatever. And she said like Kevin Na walking in putts does not get old. And Grayson Murray, who, who's a tour player, <laughs> responded saying Kevin Na taking three minutes to, to putt him does not or, or does get old. And then Kevin Na just fires right back saying you missing the <laughs> cut is getting old. <laughs> that is just too much. Like it was gold. It was uh, gold. I love that. Kevin Na like just a sneaky little, you know, from the top ropes type kind of thing. But anyways, yeah, fun um, stuff. And I mean you walk in putts like that, you can kind of say whatever. <laughs> Take as much time as you need. It's entertaining, dude. I watched a YouTube video on it and he explains how to walk in a putt. <laughs> it's, it's a just, science eh? it's like three minutes long he goes you want a downhill putt so that that that, that stride can be extra long and then you don't want to touch the ball before it goes in the cup because that's a penalty <laughs> it just he, he like breaks it down it's just Being hilarious a that's but funny. anyways um cool well i guess we'll wrap into you what you, you have a favorite this week you're gonna go with the canadian kid again or are you gonna yeah uh, every week i'm gonna try to try to pretend like i know something about the game and and pick guys i at least want to win which is more kind of this week because like i told you i really don't know where this one's gonna go because of the multiple cor- courses being played 
But, I mean, Corey Connors had a half-decent week last week. He struggled in round three, but, I mean, his game was still there. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be riding him again this week. Um, Got to love cheering for the Canadian. Um, and then I'm going to also ride Matthew Wolf because I guess he's been playing in a lot of the smaller tournaments this year and already got the FedEx Cup points up a little bit and nothing too significant. But um, I don't know. I'd like to see him have a really good week because I feel like some people shit on the fact that he's got a unique swing. And it's like, I don't know. I like the fact the guy's got a unique swing. So, um, yeah, for no other fact other than those, I'll, uh, I'll cheer for those two guys. Yeah, that's where golf's funny because, like, you don't need – there's no perfect golf swing. Like, you look at Furyk, you look at oh, – yeah. Uh, well, him, he, he's a great example, but it's just like, I don't know if it, it works for you, it works for you. Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you almost came in big with Connors. Didn't he come 11th last week with, and there was like yeah. six guys tied at seventh. Yeah. And honestly, and he, he, he played lights out on the fourth round too. Like I was sitting there and he kind of snuck in. He was like maybe T4 at one point, but he didn't have enough holes in hand compared to the other guys. But um, yeah, no, the game was there. He definitely would have had a chance. He just round three. I think he only went one under, which unfortunately in these kind of tournaments isn't, isn't quite good enough. So, um, but yeah, no, it would have been nice. I'm, I'm one for two now on guessing winners over the past, uh, I guess I'm going to stall or call it the start of the PGA PGA season this year. So had uh, cam Smith two weeks ago, almost, uh, almost had Corey Connors. Yeah. I had cam Smith two weeks ago, so I'll take did, that one. Did you actually put money on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so I love you... Cam Smith, though. I was telling you, dude, I love the mullet. I love the greasy stash. It makes him look like a catfish. It is my favorite thing. So, yeah, That's I hilarious. like rooting for the guy. It makes him look like a catfish. <laughs> I'm Am sure I that's wrong? what he's going for. I'm sure, no, no, I think it's funny. I think it's funny he's Australian too. I just think it's funny that yeah. he just doesn't care. And the fact that he won, he's keeping it. I, I think it's it's awesome. It, yeah, it's, it goes back to the conversation about, you know, growing the game in a sense for the younger generation too. Like, you know, years ago, guys on tour would have hated that and it would have been acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, I mean, I'm, I'm a big guy of, you know, um, keeping with like the heritage and, and, and the same kind of not rules, but that type the of tradition. Bash. Yeah. Tradition. That's a great word for it. Um, yeah. and I, I like having more fun. Like I, guys wearing hoodies, whatever, you know, if you're playing at a, like not a PJ tour event, obviously with, with your buddies, you have some tunes going mm-hmm. drinks, whatever, but like the golf attire, I think like the wearing the jeans and like, you know, the no, non-colored shirts, like that stuff. I don't know. Like if you want to be on a golf course, be on a golf course. Like I, if you want to, you know, wear jeans and, and hit balls, just go to like a, a driving range or like a par three course. Like there's no need for yeah. that per- personally. That's how I feel. Some no, people I may agree. say, dude, you're at the lunch, but um, there's a bit of moderation to, you know, making the game more moderate, I guess, <laughs> to put it that way. But I agree. But yeah. But yeah. Um, cool. Well, I got one more thing. I got a guy. Um, no one's probably going to hear about him. Um, but that's just what type of kind of picker I am. His name's G- again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw this up. <laughs> James Hart Deprez. Uh, hmm. don't ask me what nationality that is. Um, but this guy is a monster. He got exempted into this week's event. He's 6'10, 270, oh. and he can hit it 400 yards. <laughs> Bryson, watch out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're saying that because they made the new driver shaft rule where they you can only have the driver shaft, I think, like 40 five inches or 46 inches like, like that. there's got to be some type of exemption for guys like this because i mean he's basically seven feet and he can use the same driver as justin thomas who just recently declared that he's not 510 he's actually 59 so <laughs> I mean, there's got to be something that they can do but i mean i'm gonna keep an eye on this guy this week and see what he can do i mean i again i don't know like how many tour events he's been in again i didn't do homework um just kind of you know show up and, and wing it as you can tell but let's see if this guy can uh you know get in the mix and i would love to see him hit a couple of bombs at of, uh, or 400 yards that would just be 
phenomenal. He'll have the cameras on him for sure if he's that if he's that big and ha- hits that big of a ball. Dude, six ten, two seventy. Like he's <laughs> the he, Dana Chara of freaking golf. Dude, he's basically like a tight end. <laughs> Bigger, bro. <laughs> he, he eats eats wrong for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we'll see how that plays out, but um. Hopefully, I I think your Connor's pick is good. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna heat it up this this week because he's been good. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. So hopefully, we can get something going there. But um, we'll likely post. Uh, kind of, we're gonna try Tuesdays, Wednesdays, so to kind of wrap up the week um, of the previous event, and then see what Monday qualifiers get in. Um, just to talk about maybe their stories if anyone's making their debuts, whatnot. But that's kind of the goal. Um, yeah, try to get in- some guests on too. Obviously, we didn't. Really, yeah. I don't know if we really mentioned that, but try to. We got some buddies and. Uh, different connections of people that we'd love to have on the pod. I'm sure they got great stories and um, some of them grinding golfer or golf a little bit harder than others. Um, So a little bit of versatility in the stories for sure, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. And those episodes might be a bit longer, just obviously for taking some time from people, you know, we're not going to have them on for five minutes and then just cancel them. So um, just a heads up for that. But until then uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Like I said, roughly Tuesday, Wednesday, but, um, you know, we're on Spotify. So make sure you hit subscribe, follow whatever you need to do. And, uh, Benny, any closing, uh, not arguments, but topics, discussions, comments, concerns. No, I think we covered it all for me. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good to go. All right. I'm going to fix, I'm going to work on, I have a stutter, so I'm going to work on that in the next week. I'm going to see if I can, you know, not blank out mid sentence. Uh, we'll, I'm going to get we'll, Google we'll... translate to teach me every name on tour. <laughs> You come back next week. You speak Asian, <laughs> Chinese. That's I don't know if Asian is a yeah, language. That's not Chinese, even right. That's but... not even right. But whatever. Uh, as you can see, like I said, complete average show. It's maybe below average. I don't know. But... <laughs> At this point. <laughs> Anyways, you got to get shitty to be better. So uh, right now we're shitty. We're looking to get better. Until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, ben, enjoy the week. Um, I'm, off to, I'm off to Panama, so I'm going to try to play some golf if I can get on this flight. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, dude. Well, safe travels and enjoy. All right. Dirty. All right.